I mentioned to you uh, last week that the readings take what could be called an eschatological turn, meaning they're about the eschaton, which just means the end of the world, Jesus returning, that kind of thing. Um, and so we're confronted, though, with concepts like death and judgment, right? I mean, this is just in the readings. This is what we're given. And as much as um, it might be more comfortable to not, you know, look at these, you know, this gospel and what the Lord says, to do so would be to really kind of be an ostrich, you know, and, and bury our head in the sand and not hear the fullness of, of what Christ is saying. I mean, I could give a homily for, from that first reading on the, the beauty of women and the loveliness of femininity. And actually, I would love to talk about that. And it's, those are certainly things that I believe in, but I'm not going to. Um, so let's just presume that stuff's true. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the, the judgment stuff. <laughs> so our Lord has this parable where he's giving you know, talents or units of money and uh, obviously the master or the, the one giving the money is, is the father and the father gives these gifts out and clearly expects a return on those gifts. That's what the, the parable is about. The parable is about how God has given and how he wants a return on his investment. I mean, that's, that's sort of a, a very, I don't know, secular way of looking at it, but that's essentially what's happening. So the first thing we have to consider then is, well, what is the greatest gift we've received? What is the greatest gift that God has given us? And the greatest gift that God has given us is, is our very existence, our life itself. Because without our life itself, um, we would not be able to have any of the other great gifts that we've received, including salvation. Right? But without life, we would not know our Creator. We would not be able to be in a relationship of love with Him. Without life itself, we would not be able to enjoy the, the great gifts of, of the other people in our lives and, and many of the other gifts that we have. Life itself is this great gift. And you know, the Lord gives this gift and it's precious to him, this gift. You know, we read in, uh, in Genesis, do you remember the, uh, there's, there's, two, there's two creation accounts, but one of them, the Lord, uh, speaks of the creation of Adam and how, how God breathes into him his breath. He breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. Right? That God gives his very spirit over. When God creates us with a soul, he gives us something of what he is. He gives that over to us. And so every single one of us is precious. Not just life is precious in sort of the abstract. You are precious to God. You know, if you have, if you have children, um, let's say you have more than one, you know, you look upon your children and, and they're all precious to you. You might say, well, not every day, Father. <laughs> but they are, you know, when you think about it. I mean, some days are tough. But then if you say, well, but are they, well, of course, yes, they're my life, right? That's how my sister speaks of, of her children. They're my life. 
They're precious. They're precious. And it's easy for us to think of children in this way. Uh, It's very easy. I think it's hard for us to think of ourselves as precious. Especially men. Bill, you are precious. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? A little bit? It's true, though. Every single one of us are precious. Not because of anything you and I do. Not because of anything we do. Because of what we are. We're precious because God has given us this great gift of life. And this gift that he gives, he he wants us to use for more goodness. That's why the gift of life is so precious and great. He he wants it to go out. Right? You know, uh, there's other gifts too. I mean, the gift of life is uh, is certainly the the first one. I I think back to... uh, you know, the gifts that I've received. And, and uh, when I was high school, I, I, in high school, I, I started on the baseball team. And, uh, but I knew that that wasn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> it wasn't good enough. I knew that. But I, but I also had this other talent of music. I don't know where it came, came from. Um, my mother says that it's in the family. It's the, it must be the Italian side, not the German side. Um, all, all the Italians in the family love to sing. My dad, you couldn't get... Well, he sounded like a frog anyway, but it's okay. He's dead now. Go ahead and laugh at him. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. He had a very dark sense of humor. He was German. So, so anyway, I had this gift of music. So I, so I said, okay, well, I'll follow that. Because, you know, you want to follow something you're good at. You know, you want to you make use of that. So, okay, I thought I, did th- I would do that. I had no concept of like uh, school or, or really educating or the intellectual life or that kind of thing. For me, it was just music. And so um, I began, you know, playing music in the church and uh, because they paid for it and I could get a job. And so I was leading music and doing all of that. And it was great. And it was through pursuing that talent that I had that I found what God was really calling me to which was priesthood. And then once I said yes to that, that gift, all of these other things opened up for me. All of these other things I would have never thought, you know, a a kid from Chandler, Arizona, you know, could go and study in Italy and, and learn these other languages and not totally, not completely well, but, but I just would have never thought, you know, I could have done these kinds of things. But I think the way that I found it, was making use of these talents that God gave me. And to say, well, gosh, you know, you're talking about your talents. Isn't that prideful? Well, I'm sure that there's plenty of times I've been prideful, but to acknowledge the gift is not prideful. You know, think back when you're a kid at at Christmas and and you get a gift and you rejoice. You know, think about the greatest gift you ever got as a kid at Christmas. And you rejoice. You would never say, oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about my gift. No, you want to talk about the gift. For me, it was the Atari 2600 game system back in 1984 or something. It was was transcendent. It changed my life. Well, when you're that young, you know. Um, But you rejoice over the gifts. But we don't want to rejoice over these other gifts because I think, I don't know, I, I think we're afraid other people might put us down or say, no, you don't really have that gift. You know, at a certain point, I just... 
decided I was over that. And I recognized that there are certain gifts that I have, and it's, it's really neat. I mean, isn't, isn't it great to, to, to come into your vocation and to come into life and say, you know, I have some wonderful gifts. And I have to admit to you, like, you know, all of the adult formation stuff that I teach, um, some of that is kind of selfish. I just really love to teach. And I love that people show up. <laughs> you know, if there were four people, I'd still do it. Because I love to do it. You might, and, and I've, never, I've never taken a course in, in public speaking or teaching. I mean, I have the intellectual stuff behind it, but I've never you know, learn the mechanics of it. And I recognize that there's a gift, that it's a gift. It's just gift poured out. Why me? I don't know. I really don't know. Are you being falsely humble? No, I really don't know. I really don't know. But it's really cool. And so when we can come to see the gifts that we have in our lives, you know, it shows us God's love and care for us. It's really an amazing thing. You say, well, this is great. Look at how God has touched my life. But, you know, he doesn't want it to stop there. He wants the gifts, and this is what he's talking about. He wants the gifts to be diffusive. So, you know how you, you have a, you have a clear, clear water and calm water, like on a lake or something, and it's perfectly still or a small pond, and you throw a rock in the water, right? And you got this ripple, this ripple effect. It's diffusive. It goes out from the source. God's love is diffusive. It goes out from the source. Love is naturally diffusive. It, go, it has to go out. Otherwise, it's not love. And so he gives the gifts so that they will also be an expression of his love. Not that we would just hold on to them, but that they would go out. You know, imagine, I was thinking this, imagine the end of my life and I go to be judged. Ah. And I don't want to think about that too much, but I go to be judged, and the Lord says, so how did priesthood go? <laughs> well, that was all right. Well, I gave you this gift of teaching. Did you use it? No. You didn't use it? No. No. I had other stuff I wanted to do. Well, but I gave you that gift to use for other people, not just for yourself, dummy. Well, I just, you know, I had other stuff going on. You're going to hell. I don't know. I mean, maybe not going to hell, but you're going to spend a long time in purgatory, says the Lord to me. Because he, and that's what he says in the gospel. I'm giving you the gifts to use the gifts. I want to return. Now, maybe that I jest about hell. I don't know. I don't know how that works ultimately. But this is clear. The gifts are given to be given away. They're given to us to be given away and to bear fruit. You know, the guy in the, in the, uh, in the gospel, right? He had, he had one, one talent, given one unit of the money, and he just buried it. He just buried it. And, you know, the, the master comes back and says, well, why don't you put it in the bank? You know, at least I could have gotten 0.03% on my return, or whatever it is now. Nah, I stuck it in the ground. Wonderful. You failed. And in fact, you're wicked and lazy, says the Lord. Okay, so let me bring it home. You know, we need to be honest about the gifts we've received and not bury them. To really look at them, to help discern, or to try to discern, to have other people help us discern. What am I good at? I don't know what I'm good at. Help me. Tell me what I'm good at. Well, this is what you're good at. 
that needs to be shared. And everybody here is good at many things, and it needs to be shared. Not just because of some you know, law or rule, but because the, that's what gifts are meant to be. Shared, diffusive. They're meant to go out. So that ultimately, all of this goodness that's shared is an expression of God's love and goodness within the entire community and goes back to its source. It goes back to him. Please stand.